This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. All right. I hope you enjoyed the worship, uh, Hopeland Church family, and we are going to jump into the word. So let's do this. Turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 109, uh, verse 30. And uh, as you're turning there, as you're looking there, once again, Psalm 109, verse 30. Uh, We're starting a new series today. I'm personally super excited about this. The title of the series is Stop Complaining and Give God Praise. And I think we can all do a little less complaining and a lot more praising, especially in this climate we are in as as, as people of God, as a city, as a nation. And just people, humanity can do a little less complaining and a lot more praising. Look at somebody and say amen. Okay, here we go. Psalm 109 verse 30. We're going to jump right in. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude. I'm going to read it again just for emphasis, because this is the word of God. Uh, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude. That's Psalms 109, verse 30. So Father, we thank you for your word. We pray your blessing as we just dive deeper into your word. Lord, we want to hear from you. We want to be changed by your word and your spirit. We desire to be more like Jesus. Let this word do that to us and for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Here we go. So here it is right here. I know this is simple, but there it is. Our mouth ought to be used to give God praise, okay? That God uh, desires that our mouth would give him praise. You know, um, the, the, the Bible says that, you know, let our words, our mouth, Speak only the very oracles of God. Uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue, okay? And I, I know we call this stop complaining and give God praise, but I mean, we could rename this the power of the tongue, right? The power of our mouth. That there's a, there's a fight over your mouth. There's a fight over your tongue, over what's gonna come out of your mouth. Just because you think it doesn't mean you need to say it, right? And just because you don't feel it whether that's praise or speaking life. Sometimes we need to speak what we don't feel, right? And refuse to speak what we feel. Is that, does that make sense? So, so here it is. This is what um, praise comes from, one of the main places in our being that we have a choice and a will to give to God is our mouth, our tongue, it's our praise, right? The Bible talks about how out of our mouth shouldn't be um, fresh water and salty water, right? There should It shouldn't be bitter water and fresh water, right? It should be life and not death. It should be praise and not complaining. So so greatly, right? This says, it, it says greatly, I will greatly praise. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Greatly in the Hebrew means muchness. That's what it means. I don't even know if that's a real world, real word, but that's what it says. It's I've never used it, but it's it's a certain tense of the word much, muchness. 
Um, it means force. It means abundance. It means literally louder and louder. It doesn't just mean loud, but greatly praise, meaning louder and louder. I'm going to get louder. Blind Bartimaeus, when he was healed of his blindness, he cried out. No, actually, before he was healed of his blindness, the crowd tried to shut him down. And the Bible says he cried out a great, great, somebody say great, great deal more. I will greatly praise. I will praise louder and louder. I will praise abundantly. I will praise with force. I will praise with muchness. Okay. I will greatly praise the Lord with what? My mouth. Stop complaining and give God praise. All right. Stop praise, praise. This, this is what this word, this particular word in the Hebrew for praise means. It's the word yada, Y-A-D-A-H in the Hebrew, yada. Come on, say that with me. Say yada. That's what this word praise means. I will praise louder and louder. This word means to throw. Okay, so this is a very aggressive word. Okay, we're talking about praise. We're talking about greatly praise. We're talking about louder and louder praise. We're talking about the word greatly force. So you got to understand that the that there is some spiritual strength and force in your praise. Your praise, praising God is, is spiritual power. It is, there's strength in it. By definition, the word praise, yada, it means to throw, to cast, to shoot. That's what it means. Give thanks. That's what it means. So giving thanks isn't just some cute thing we do because it's November. Giving thanks just isn't, isn't, um, you know, isn't something we do in sweater weather. Come on, somebody. Giving thanks isn't something you do because you want to go buy those fake fall leaves because in California, we don't really have too many fall leaves. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not too seasonal here in LA. Can I get an amen? It's a little cooler. The wind's blowing. The leaves are on the ground. But this ain't, you know, the, 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 there's our parts of the country that really experience season change, right? For us, you know, in this desert coastal climate, it's just different. But, but thanking God is not some cute little thing. I mean, by definition, it means to shoot, to throw, to cast. It comes with force. There's a strength in this. So when, when we say stop complaining and give God praise, man, we're trying to, well, I'm trying to put some weapons in your hand. You hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to give you some spiritual weaponry, all right? Therefore, you know, everything the Bible says that has breath, praise the Lord, I'll praise him with my mouth. It's, 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 it's a fight, it's, it's, it's a struggle at times with your mouth, okay? Uh, praise, you know, is, is simple. Open your mouth and give God praise. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Um, even uh, in in just the rhythm of just the normal life of the normal day, I personally try to um, model this. I don't want my children to think that praise is relegated to a Sunday morning song service, right? I I mean that's that's beautiful and it has its place, but I don't want them to think that that's where we praise God only. I, so I intentionally, um, it's just part of 
my own personal discipline maybe, but knowing my kids are around, I'll just give God praise in, in the day as we're going, as we're, you know, um, it, it's that simple. Like, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I love you. God, you know, bless the Lord on my soul, all that's within me. Where When I'm coming, when I'm going, Lord, we just love you, we praise you. I, I, I want them, honestly, as a father, I really want them to experience the presence of God maybe even more often and more frequent in, in, and see us pursuing the Lord, praying and praising God in just our daily life and churches just a little. It's, you know, the gathering on, on a weekend with, with, with everybody in our in-person gathering or, or even when we're online and, and during the time we weren't gathering in person as a church. I, I mean, we were praising in our living room. So, so um, you know, praise is simple. Open your mouth and bless the Lord, okay? Amen? So, so here it is. Here's my first point. This is, this is real simple, real simple. Praise God with your mouth with your mouth, right? Praise him with your mouth. Open your mouth this week. Open your mouth today. Open your mouth. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. I worship you, right? You might have a, have a feeling, might be something in you wanting to complain, wanting to murmur and complain and, 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 and kind of release, um, you know, tension and like, no, God, I worship you. Jesus, I bless your name. All right. Your mouth, uh, if you're taking notes, your mouth is a spiritual weapon. It really is. It's a spiritual weapon. It is spiritual. Words are spiritual. Words are spiritual. Words are powerful. God created the world with words, with his words, right? So words are spiritual. Words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And your mouth is a spiritual weapon. And we choose what kind of weapon or what kind of spiritual impact it has, whether it's going to be life or death, whether it's going to be victory or defeat. Our mouth us praising God is spiritual power, death and life from the power of the tongue. You can either use your mouth to praise or complain, okay? Uh, let, let's choose praise, okay? Let's choose life, okay? Here we go. Let's go to the next verse, Philippians. Philippians chapter two, verse 14 to 16, and it reads this. It says this, do all things without complaining and disputing. Here we go. That you may become, that you may become blameless and harmless, Okay? Uh, disputing without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Once again, Philippians chapter two, verse 14 to 16 starts out like this. Do all things without complaining and disputing. You know, uh, man, I mean, because this is human nature, you know. Um, it's human nature to complain. It's human nature. I mean, we're going to find something to complain about, find something to murmur about, find something to dispute. Now, um, this, I'm not talking about bringing up a legitimate complaint in your relationship or something or at your work. I get it, uh, right? We need to, because um, you can look in the book of Acts when uh, the, the, you know, there's a complaint from that um, Hellenists in the book of Acts that the widows weren't being taken care of and that complaint was heard 
and hence began the institution of deacons in the early church, which were there to serve people while the apostles focused on the prayer and the study of God's word. Um, and so that complaint produced a positive result, but we're, we're not talking about a legitimate thing that is wrong that needs to be said, all right? We're talking about a, a, an attitude and approach toward things that we find ourselves in a place of complaining that is negative, that it is, it is extracting, it is, it is um, you know, tearing down uh, and, and keeping you from giving God praise. It's, this, is, this is dangerous. This is, this is sending you down a road that obviously isn't pleasing to God and it's just not healthy. It produces unhealthy environments. It destroys relationships. It, 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 it causes people to not want to receive from you. And so that's what it's saying here in Philippians. This is a negative thing. So the, the, it says, do all things without complaining and disputing. And, and this word disputing in the Greek, it, it, it's, it's unhealthy. It is unspiritual and it's not right. And I'm gonna read the definition here. It means reasoning that is self-based or self-centered, okay? And therefore produces confusion, okay? We're talking about that kind of spirit now. We're getting into things that are just unhealthy. That's why it's like, man, let's stop complaining. Let, let's shut that down and let's give God some praise. All right, especially, and this is what the definition of disputing, especially as it contributes to reinforcing others in discussion to remain in their initial prejudice. I mean, this is, it spreads. It's, it's like bitterness. It just spreads. It defiles. I mean, that's why the Bible's like, look, don't do this. Don't go down that road. This is unhealthy. It is not Christ-like. Like, let's stop this. Let's, let, let's shut this down, right? Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless, that you may become blameless, you know, free from fault, you know, um, that you may be harmless. And that word harmless means unmixed. There isn't this mixture in us, this, this, this unclean mixture. It's, it, it, harmless means sincerity, right? Like that we are harmless. We're not causing undo harm to people because of our mouth, our complaining, our murmuring, our nagging, our, our negativity. It, 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 it's like, don't do that. So you can be pure. So you can be unmixed. So you can, it really means simple and singleness of heart, not tainted by sinful motives or ambitions. It means, harmless means to be pure. There's another uh, time this word harmless is used in the New Testament it's where, um, you know, Jesus said, be, be uh, wise as serpents and harmless, harmless as doves, unmixed, pure, okay? Getting that purity in, in us, in the, un, in, the, in the mixture out of us. And so my next point is this, is complaining can taint our testimony, our witness that Jesus is alive, our witness of the goodness of God. It can taint it. That's why it says, don't do it. So you can be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Like that is the generation we are in, the age we are in, the world we live in. The, it is, it, the, the system of this world is crooked and perverse. And when we refuse to complain and murmur and have that negative 
kind of spirit, uh, the disputing type of thing that is self-driven and, and selfish and selfish ambition and, and the motive that is wrong, that brings confusion into people's lives and, and harmless. Like when we refuse that, we are we are rising up as God's children and we are shining as lights. It says, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Like uh, complaining will taint your testimony. Complaining dims the light of Christ in your life. It, you know, if you know those lights that have a dimmer, right? Complaining, you know, you, you can control that dimmer. You feel, you see what I'm saying? And complaining drops the dimmer down, right? Turn, like we, we're supposed to shine. Praise, you know, shines the light, right? Of, of whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. And here's Apostle Paul talking to this church as a spiritual leader and a pastor. And he's like, man, please do everything without complaining and disputing so you can shine his lights and you can be blameless and harmless, unmixed. Why? And this is what he says, so that he's talking about himself as a spiritual leader. He says, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that, that, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. He's like, you know, I want my labor of pouring the word of God into you to not be in vain when I go to be with Jesus. I want there to be fruit, right, in your life. Amen? All right, here we go. Let's go to the next one here. Let's go to the next one. Psalm um, 106, okay? Psalms chapter 106. I'm gonna read verse 24 to 27, okay? And and then they they despised the, the pleasant land, okay? This is talking about God's people despising the promised land, okay? They did not believe his word, but complained in their tents. They're in the wilderness. God has something greater for them. And they complained in their tents, okay? And did not heed the voice of the Lord. Verse 26, therefore, um, this is the result he raised his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their descendants among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. Now, I understand old covenant that um, Christ has bore our judgment, but the principle applies even as it's mentioned in the New Testament time and time again to not complain because of what it does. And here it is, it shut down the promise. Their complaining kept them in the wilderness. That's what it, it short, it shortcut them. Joshua and Caleb made it, made it over, but that generation, because of their complaining, did not cross over into the next thing God had for them. Complaining, that's what I'm saying, stop complaining, stop, because it will stop the promise. Our complaining will stop, it'll stop it. If we live in that and stay in that, um, it's short, uh, it, it cuts it off. It, it, it keeps the, the, what God has for you in your future, you will not obtain it with a spirit of complaining about everything, okay? There's guy, you know, God is um, not a respecter of persons, man, but he will respect faith. Um, he responds to faith. He responds to praise. 
He responds to his word coming out of your mouth. And just as much as God is attracted to words of life, I'm here to tell you that that the enemy is attracted to words of death. He dwells in that. He, that like, you know, when we speak death, I mean, we're, we're playing the enemy's game. When we are living in a state of complaining and murmuring and this and that. And, and I mean, you, that God is not attracted to that environment. Um, it is, it is life that we're called to speak. Okay. So here's my next point. Complaining closes doors of opportunity. I mean, even just in this natural world, I mean, if you are at a job or you um, and you work for somebody and complaining is not going to open doors for you. Can I get an amen? If you are a business owner and you're doing your own thing, if you, if people walk into your environment and your business and what you're doing and all they hear is a bunch of complaining about, I mean, they're going to be like, okay, I'm going to find somewhere that's a little, uh, that's got, you know, whether they understand spiritually or not. I mean, complaining is not attractive to anybody but the enemy, all right? So once again, complaining closes doors of opportunity. So Psalm 106, right? Starting in verse 24, it says this, then they despised the pleasant land. Um, they did not believe his word, but complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he raised his hand in an oath against them. So this was a vicious cycle. Like I said, complaining closes doors of opportunity and complaining is part of a vicious cycle. You'll see here, they despise the promise. Complaining caused them to despise God's goodness. It says it was a pleasant land. What, what in them would despise the goodness of God? Because they were in a process. They were in a process and when you complain in the process, you are forfeiting the promise. When they complained in the wilderness, they lost access to um, the promised land. They, the, the, they were in the wilderness and they lost access to the promise. They rejected the pleasant land it brought doubt, unbelief. It says they didn't believe the word. They didn't do the word. I mean, complaining is not just something that gets on people's nerves. There are spiritual ramifications when we give ourselves to complaining, all right? So uh, resisting God's will leads us into doubt. They rejected it. And where did it lead them? Doubt. Where did it lead them? Complaining. Where did it lead them? Not into the promised land. It, the Bible says that this, that generation died in the wilderness. They never graduated from the process to the promise other than Joshua and Caleb. All right? All right? So complaining closes doors of opportunity. All right, here we go. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, James chapter 5, verse 7 and 9. This is my last verse. This is the last verse for today. Therefore, James chapter 5 verse seven to nine, it says, therefore be patient, all right, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Everybody say patient. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently. Everybody say patiently. For it, patiently for it, until it receives the early and latter rain, you also be patient. Everybody say patient. That's three times, three times. Patient, patiently, patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble 
against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. I know this is New Testament. This is a hard saying. It's what grumbling and complaining produce. Amen? It's what it produces. It's talking about to one another. It's talking about being resentful toward one another. So this, um, you know, complaining, murmuring, grumbling, it affects our relationships, right? It affects, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door, okay? And so, so, so this word patience is really patience with one another. Now, I just want to bring this home real quick. Not so much uh, how we're talking about complaining about the promise of God, the plan of God and his plan for you. But here in, in James chapter five or seven and nine, it's talking about having that grumbling, complaining kind of spirit in our relationships. And it says three times, it's talking about relationships and it's saying three times, man, be patient. Be patient with one another. The Bible says uh, other times in scripture about being patient with one another, forbearing with one another in love. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. And so this word patience in the Greek means refusing to retaliate in anger. Uh, The opposite of being quick tempered. It's a relational word, okay? And it says here, do not grumble against one another. Um, Regardless of the situation or what it is, we can be free from having a complaining, grumbling exchange where it is chronic in our relationships. We, we can be free of that. When we give God praise, when we refuse and we resist the temptation to complain and we open our mouth and give God praise, God is attracted to it. When we in the wilderness of our life, the process of our life, those moments, those seasons that aren't easy, that we don't understand, that we don't quite see the outcome. All we know is what God said and we don't see it manifesting now. In those moments, I charge you, Hopeland Church, I charge you, people of God, to refuse and resist the temptation to complain when you're in a tough time. I I encourage you, I charge you by the spirit of God and by the word of the Lord that you have the grace of God, the spirit of God in you. You do not have to subject yourself and submit yourself to a complaining, grumbling spirit when you don't understand what's going on. Israel did it in the wilderness and they suffered the consequences. But be a Joshua and a Caleb that you have the praise of God, you have the faith of God, You your, your praise will stir your faith. I'm telling you, you step into praise and you will, you will begin to experience the faith of God in you. You will believe what he said. Complaining will choke the word of God. It will choke your faith. Refuse to complain. Stop complaining, church and give God praise. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.